This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm. Today we're looking back at my gardening year, or the lack thereof, and looking ahead to 2022. The Nelson Farmers Market, the market is a vibrant market full of locally grown produce and artisan food. They have a fantastic range of summer fruit, vegetables and berries, as well as artisan food including honey, salamis, cheese, chocolate, homemade cakes and sourdough. It's a perfect place to take visitors or family and friends over the Christmas period and New Year. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and that you have a great New Year planned. 2021 is almost over and if you're listening to my show on the 4th of January, it definitely will be. What a year it's been. I feel as though life has been literally tipped onto its ear, what with one thing and another, and I'm not going to mention anything viral. Our gardens have become a place of solace, somewhere we can retreat to when it all gets a bit much. Growing our own produce and enjoying flowers and fruit. What is quite wonderful is that there is always a positive that comes out of negative or uncertainty. The one positive that I think has really come out of the things that have happened in the last couple of years is that people are turning back into their own gardens. I've noticed this a lot, particularly working at Bay Landscapes on a Saturday, that there really has been a resurgence of gardening. A lot of people are gardening for the first time, which is wonderful. I love giving gardening advice to, to beginners. And also it's really lovely to see parents coming in with their children. And the children are really interested in vegetables and flowers, which is so lovely. And I think what has helped too is the resurgence of the cutting garden. There's been a big, definitely a huge resurgence and, and just a big increase in flower farms, people growing small scale cut flower farms. And I just think that's really lovely. It's really special being able to go out into your garden and pick your own flowers. And I'm going to talk a bit about that later in my show. Getting on to my gardening year, good grief. <laughs> my garden year has definitely been stop and start. Um, I do ballet four times a week and I know that that takes me away from my, my home and my garden and, and my business sometimes. But I go later on a Tuesday, so I don't really count that because it's after working hours. And then Thursday afternoon I have two classes and I have a class on Friday morning. Now as far as I'm concerned, that's my Saturday because on Saturday I work at Bay Landscapes. So Friday, Thursday afternoon and Friday morning are my Saturday. And then Sunday morning, I'm generally packing plants to ship on Monday. Sometimes that can take me right up till lunchtime. And then I have the afternoon in the garden. So when you think about it, that means really during the week, I'm getting, what, about four hours in my garden total, which when you're on five acres is not a lot. <laughs> Fair enough, not all of our five acres is garden. We do have a three acre paddock, which has got fantastic trees, which it's looking really park-like these days. It's just glorious. I do have my big kitchen garden out there, so that's counted as part of my garden. And then I have quite a lot of areas up around the house. I have my main perennial garden, which is quite a, I don't know how I describe the shape. It's sort of like a huge oval with wiggles. 
And then I have the woodland garden as well, which is another big area. And then I've got another smaller garden, and then I've also got a wild garden. Well, the wild garden, I don't do anything in. It looks after itself, and it looks fantastic. It gets a lot of leaf mould from the oak tree that's there, so the soil is becoming absolutely beautiful. And things just self-seed. I've got um, euphorbia in there, which is just a self-seeding common one. Euphorbia, I think it's palustrous. And that just self-seeds and gives me beautiful limey green flowers in the spring. I've also got a herb called motherwort in there. It's on the edge of that garden. It gets no sun and it's spreading really beautifully. It's not a very well-known herb. It's a very old-fashioned herb and I'm not quite sure what it is actually used for. I must look it up. But I keep going past it going, you're looking amazing. I've also got roses in there and a couple of them are struggling a bit because it's shady, but they're still growing and they're still flower. I've got Philadelphus in there as well, and I've got a beautiful Ragosa rose called Belle Poitavine. She is magnificent, and I have not pruned her for the last three years, and I'm really glad I haven't. It's really interesting. I think some of the old-fashioned roses love not being pruned. They just love it. They seem to thrive on it, because I've got far more flowers on her this year than I've ever had, and she's probably about six and a half feet high. And she's still got foliage near the bottom. She's not all leggy and just bare at the base. So whatever I'm doing, by ignoring her, I'm doing something right. It's quite interesting. This is one of the things I think I love the most about a gardening life, is you never stop learning. You're always learning. It doesn't matter whether you're 16, 25, 40, 90. You still always learn something by just observing what's happening in your garden. And I really, really love that. But as, as I mentioned, my gardening year has been stop and start. I've got areas that I probably did in autumn and I haven't had a chance to get to. And it's right at the front of my perennial bed. And it looks grassy. And perennially, that's not a word, my perennials are flowering beautifully. And I've got natural grasses, as I think I mentioned in the past show, a bit like Piet Udorf, but with natural grasses. And what I am going to do, because I've, I've finished shipping for the year on the 6th of December, so I have spent some time in my garden, but I haven't got to that bit yet. So on a cloudy day, that's where I'm going to be. I'm literally going to have to climb in, hopefully not using a ladder, and just stand in the middle of it all and just pull all the grass out. The good news is it comes out really easily when it's that tall. And I have been enjoying watching it moving in the wind, which is lovely. So there, see, there's a bright side to everything, even weeds. And then I'm going to compost and feed feed a lot. And I really, I think I mentioned earlier this year that I was going to do a revamp of that particular area. Hmm. Haven't done it yet. <laughs> so I guess it's going to be autumn now because it's not really a good idea to be planting lots of things at this time of the year because it is, it is becoming hot and dry. When you have a lot of different areas, say you've, you've got a reasonably large garden, maybe not as large as mine, it can be daunting having such a large area, particularly if it does get a little bit out of control. Because when you do have some time, you stand there, or I stand there, and I go, okay, where do I start? Ah, uh, right, uh, hmm, I don't know. So what I'm trying to train my brain to do is to go, where do I start? Right, I'll start from the left-hand side and work my way around to the right. So I start on the left, and I choose a particular area. Maybe it's two metres square, and I work on that. Then I compost and feed it with sheep manure pellets. That way, I know I've done that section and it's looking really good. And then the next time I have some time, I can move on to the next section. And I have done that in the past and it truly does work. 
You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by the Nelson Farmers Market at 23 Halifax Street on every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm, rain or shine. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on Christmas gift ideas. No, we're not. We're focusing on looking back at my gardening year or the lack, or the lack thereof and more summer tasks. Did I mention more summer tasks? No, looking forward to 2022. Oh dear, right. <laughs> This is not a good start or a good middle. At the Nelson Farmers Market, the market is now considered retail, so food cannot be consumed at the market, but they have several food carts which provide a tasty meal for takeaways. Please scan in and wear a mask. For further information, please check the Facebook page or website regularly, particularly over the Christmas New Year period. One thing I have realised, it is truly best to work with invasive weeds rather than trying to fight them all the time. I have kitchen convolvulus through my. Well, I have convolvulus through my main woodland garden, my main perennial bed. One half of it, which I know sounds really odd, has got quite a lot of cooch through it. And I've really realised that controlling them as best you can is the best thing you can do. Now you can do that with sprays if you want to. That will be quite effective as long as you're very careful how you apply it. And if you don't spray, like I don't then the best thing to do is to just control it as best you can. I, I tend to use a hoe. The main rule of thumb is try not to dig up too many of the roots because if you relieve, if you turn the soil over thoroughly, getting rid of all the roots, and I've learnt this the hard way, both convolvulus and kirch will go, thank you, great, I'm taking off. If you go through your garden and you've got convolvulus and you don't want to spray and you just you tug, tug the bits, like unwind them from your plants first if they've already round, wound round them, tug from the base and you will get some of the root out. That is actually better. It might not sound as though it is. That's actually better than digging the area up and getting rid of a lot of the white roots because all you're really doing is reinvigorating it. You're giving oxygen to those roots because you won't get all the roots out. So the ones that you leave behind go, thanks. Oh, wow, that was a great gust of wind. I'm going to take off again. I've got more oxygen. So you really are best, particularly with cooch, just to hoe it off. And that works with buttercup as well. I've literally eradicated cooch and buttercup from one half of my main perennial bed just by diligently hoeing uh, probably every two weeks. I did it two years ago in a summer. I hoed every two weeks and just chopped the tops off. And it hasn't come back, which I find quite phenomenal, really. So I'm not going to say it's going to work for everybody, but it has worked for me. One thing that I really have realised in the past year is that I have fallen in love with flowers more than ever before. I totally and utterly am besotted by them. I just, it doesn't matter whether they're tiny, whether they're huge, I just adore flowers. And I adore flowers of almost every colour. I don't think there really is one colour flower I don't like. And there are, there's a place for everything. I mean, I realise that some people would never put a yellow flower next to a pink flower. I do sometimes, particularly if it's cosmos, because the pink cosmos has a yellow centre. So therefore, they, they sort of do go together, as long as it's not a real loud, brassy yellow. And some other lovely flowers, like galadias, and there's, what's the other one, heleniums. They come in the most stunning colours, colours like bronzy red, and or bronzy red and yellow, or gold. They're just, they're gorgeous, and they are very, very hardy. We have some of those at Bay Landscapes and in the Odorings perennial range. And I really must think about adding them to my perennial range in my nursery because they are so hardy. They flower for months and they're great for picking too. 
I have a wildflower patch which is on the corner of our driveway. It's sort of like an abandoned area, really. And it was where we had, when we had our eucalyptus trees cut down, there was a cornice and a kofi there, which unfortunately got ditched by the, by the trees when they were being lopped. But after that, there was just this area, and I started dumping, um, whenever I, I have perennials that have died or, if, you know, seedlings that I've pricked out, and so I used to dump the seed-raising mix there. And I came up with the idea of just tossing some seed around, so I put together things like Echium, Shirley poppies, cornflowers, Californian poppies, Echium, uh, which is Viper's bog gloss, I might already have mentioned that, and Cosmos. No, actually, I haven't done any Cosmos yet. Last year I had zinnias there. And so I just threw seed all around and it germinated really well. Of course, other weeds have grown up in amongst it because I didn't want to really weed the area because I've got enough to do. And so I've even got wild thistles up, growing up through there and wild mallow and they're all flowering at the moment and they look absolutely fantastic I keep going to the area and okay I see the tall grasses and things and think oh, I probably should have done something about that but really my eye is drawn by these beautiful flowers they're just so gorgeous and the other lovely thing is that you can you, you can cut them for the for a vase that's the other lovely thing about them so that's something else my mum always used to love having flowers in the garden. She wasn't a gardener, she hated gardening, but she used to garden so she would have flowers to look at. But she didn't like picking them for the vase because she thought they needed to stay outside where she could enjoy them in the garden. I'm a firm believer that it's really special to, to be able to cut some flowers from your garden. The other lovely thing is with a lot of plants, if you cut flowers, then particularly annuals like cosmos, snapdragons or biennials like snapdragons etc if you cut the flowers that encourages them to put on more buds and more flowers and more growth so what you are doing in turn is you're extending the flowering life of your plants which is fantastic so i love going out there and cutting flowers for the house when you are cutting flowers to put into a vase take a bucket bucket of water with you even if you're just going to pick a few it's a good idea to take a bucket of water so that as soon as you've cut them you can plunge them into that water it makes a difference to their longevity some flowers last longer than others in vases. You might find that some varieties only last three or four days. And I personally think that's okay, because if you've got other flowers in the vase that are going to last longer, it really doesn't matter. Cosmos and Zinnia, for instance, they last a long time in a vase. The best thing to do is to pick them when the flowers are just starting to open, when the buds are just revealing some of the petals, and then they will last for, I think with Zinnia, I had some up to 10 days in a vase last year. Cosmos are probably seven days, I think. So it really is worth having a go. Cut them after any morning dew has dried and before the sun gets too hot. Cut stems on a slant. And then when you get back inside, just fill your vase with water and then put your flowers, just arrange your flowers as best you can. Looking ahead to 2022, I am definitely, I'm, Oh, I'm just so definite about spending at least 30 minutes a day in my garden. I really need to do it. In fact, I've run out of time to talk about 2022, so I'll do that in my next show. Happy New Year. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers airs Tuesday morning 20 to 11 and replays Sunday afternoon 20 to 3. Previous editions of this show are available as a podcast from our website, freshfm.net, or through the Access Internet Radio app. Thanks to the Nelson Farmers Market at Kirby Lane, 
every Wednesday from 8.30am to 1.30pm for supporting a show about gardening. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.